From the MGMA in-home studios, welcome to the Insights Podcast. I'm Daniel Williams. Data is crucial to running a business, right? In order to make the right decisions uh, for your business. I, I look at my, my trifecta of key performance indicators from a revenue cycle management perspective. One is days in AR. Uh, how healthy is your AR sitting there? Um, the other is also clean claims. Uh, and then, uh, you know, we put a positive spin uh, in our organization of looking at uh, your AR aging in your zero to 60 uh, aging buckets. That's Marvin Lutz of Greenway Health talking about the importance of KPIs in a medical practice. We're going to hear more from Marvin as well as Maberly Brown in just a moment. But first, let's hear from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by MGMA Events, the Medical Practice Excellence Financial and Operations Conference 2023 will be held in Orlando, Florida, March 19th through the 21st. During our premier spring event, attendees will gain key insights from both disciplines and learn about topics that shape the future success of medical practice organizations. Go to mgma.com slash MPE23 to learn more and to register today. The latest value-based care report from Humana outlines many interesting findings and highlights how some physician practices found creative paths to success. Check it out now at humana.com slash VBC. Our guests today are Maberly Brown, Senior Revenue Cycle Consultant, and Marvin Lutz, Senior Director, Revenue Advisory Services, both of Greenway Health. Marvin and Maberly are here today to talk about the business of healthcare. So let's go to our interview with Maberly and Marvin now. Maberly and Marvin, I want to welcome y'all to the MGMA podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having us, Daniel. All right. Well, great. Well, um, we see a lot of negatives out there in healthcare. Um, and so to just flip the script, so to speak, I do want to start with a positive so we can uh, get going first and then get some momentum and then we'll maybe scale back and, and dissect and examine some of those negatives out there in healthcare. So I wanted to ask each of you, what is a win that you're seeing right now in the industry? Marvin, just for the sake of this, I want to start with you on that. Sure. Uh, so a win, uh, you know, what we're seeing in the industry right now is higher deductible plans, right? Which means responsibility on higher responsibility on patients. Uh, and, and something that I think is a positive is clients are now engaging patients in new ways uh, that helps lower their AR. So uh, something that I think is definitely a win is how uh, how technology is being embraced in order to be more active and proactive with patients. Okay, thanks for sharing that. Maberly, same question for you. What's a win out there that you're excited about or makes you feel good about being in this industry right now? Well, 
For me, I think that the biggest win in our industry is that we're coming out of a period of crisis. So practices are starting to find their new normal. And in finding that new normal, we're able to start to look at data and set goals moving forward. So during that period of crisis, when everything was up in the air, it was unstable. It was really hard to measure because things were changing so rapidly in our industry. And I am elated that we've got some stability now and people are finding the new normal so that they can move forward. All right. Well, that is great. And I totally agree with you. It has has been comforting there that we went through some pretty pretty difficult crisis times there. So thank you for sharing that. So we did touch on that positive, that win in healthcare that each of you is seeing. Um, but let's talk about, go to that negative side just for a second then. Where's an area where you're concerned? Where's an area where you see the need for improvement? Um, Maberly, I'll stay with you to kick off this question. Yeah. So uh, unfortunately, um, I don't think that physician and employee burnout is ending anytime soon. It's becoming more difficult to find qualified professionals um, to deliver healthcare and then be administrators in the practice to really set forward good policy, procedure, financial best practices. Um, it's very expensive to do that to find these qualified professionals, especially when we look at uh, reimbursement and shrinking margins inside of the practice. Okay. Uh, Marvin, same question for you. Want to think about um, maybe a concern or an area where you see a uh, need for improvement as well? Yeah. So in the previous question, you know, Maberly touched on the constant changes that we see uh, or, or we're seeing changes at a significantly higher rate. Uh, and so those, those changes or those is just part of revenue cycle management. And so staying on top of payer rules and coding changes in order to reduce those denials and increase revenue, uh, it, it's that continual education, right? Not only finding uh, or having qualified professionals, but staying on top of those rule changes that sometimes feels like they change every hour on the hour. Uh, so that that's definitely an area of concern. You, you got that right, Marvin. That is just, <laughs> it's like, that is, uh, we value our uh, MGMA government affairs team so much because they're in DC, they are in there yep. talking to those decision makers and also at times helping shape some of that as well with uh, other associations and healthcare organizations out there as well. But you're completely right. My head is spinning trying to keep up with all those changes. So thank you for sharing that. Now, um, I think both of y'all know this, that, that uh, MGMA is uh, known in many circles for its data, all that uh, FizzComp and other data that it provides to healthcare leaders out there. And so that uh, audience really values data. They value um, being able to analyze, get that right information out there. So when y'all are looking at things that are going on in healthcare, we've already addressed some wins, some needs for improvement, but 
what are y'all looking at when you're looking at um, various KPIs out there? Uh, if you want to look at ways to improve, whether it be efficiencies, revenues, et cetera, anything related to a practice. Marvin, let's go uh, to you first for this one. Sure. Uh, so for data, I agree with, with, with your statement. Data is crucial to running a business, right, in order to make the right decisions uh, for your business. Um, I, I'm, I, I think out of Maberly and I, I'll be a little bit more in the weeds. Uh, so <laughs> I, I look at my, my trifecta of key performance indicators from a revenue cycle management perspective. One is days in AR, uh, how healthy is your AR sitting there? Um, the other is also clean claims. Uh, and then, uh, you know, we put a positive spin, uh, in our organization of looking at, uh, your AR aging in your zero to 60 uh, aging buckets. How high is that aging uh, in those two aging buckets? Um, so having a focus on clean claim, in my opinion, drives healthier re results uh, in your AR, lowering your days in AR, improving the claims that are sitting in your open aging. Uh, so I, I think at this point, I'll, I'll hand it over to Maberly, uh, where she has a different view. Uh, so Maberly, what do, how would you answer that? Yeah, so I like to start um, high. So that 30,000 foot mm -hmm. view. Um, so I am particularly passionate about net collections. So that is a great uh, number to look at. And in the process of validating a net collections percentage, you're actually going to learn a lot about your people, your process, and your technology in validating that particular percentage point. So that gives you the opportunity to kind of get a little bit more in the weeds in that validation process. But that is where I like to start to look. Um, because if we've got a net collections that is 99.9%, .9%, in theory, you should have nothing <laughs> in your AR that is over 120, for example. Right. And so um, I just think it's a really good big picture number to look at. And then in that process of validating that particular metric, you're really going to learn a lot. Okay. Maberly, I had the uh, fortune, good fortune, of hearing you speak. It was in Boston, right? That's where uh, we crossed paths. You yes. spoke at the MGMA event there. And you distilled some of this information in an easy-to-digest uh, format um, and made it fun, if I, can, if I can say that, you know. And what I'm getting at here is we... In a lot of ways, we make healthcare so complex and so difficult. And hearing you talk, even so far today and in Boston, you made it seem easier. Is it easier than it should be, or are we making it too complex? I'm just trying to get your thoughts on that. What's what's going on there? Um, that's a really good question. <laughs> so. <laughs> I think you can start as broadly as you would like and right. get as deep as you would like. Right. So, 
you know, I think as, um, you know, maybe new administrators or people that are newer to this industry start to deepen their knowledge and experience, you are able to um, look at this in a more complex way. Mm-hmm. So I would say, even if you are starting looking at a 30,000 foot view or you're mm-hmm. starting small, you're starting. Okay. Right. So that's what's important is, um, you know, we've all heard you can't manage what you can't measure. Right. And so you've got to start somewhere. Right. That's a great point. Marvin, I just wanted to ask you the same thing because you said you will get deep into the weeds in that analysis. And sometimes that can be a little bit intimidating for people. So, you know, playing off of what Maverly just said, if someone's listening here and they're just kind of intimidated by the numbers or there's just so much data out there, how, what's your first step then? How do you make that easier for somebody who may be listening, who may not be as skilled in data analysis as you are at this point in your career? Understanding what are the goals. Okay. Right. You have to, you have to understand the goals and you have to understand what it, what is the practice trying to achieve, right? So, um, it, are we are do people make revenue cycle management more complex than it should be? Absolutely not. It is it is it is complex. It is very complex. Uh, the end product though is not complex, right? The end product is a healthy revenue, right? Uh, yeah. So, but but there are thousands and thousands of of different pieces that go into that. Um, So that understanding what is the goal is extremely important. So then you can start understanding the data that you're looking at, right? Uh, One of the things uh, that I I always talk to uh, my team about is we learn something new every single day. So if you're somebody brand new into the industry, ask questions, uh, right? Uh, look, look at the data, do research um, so with, with MGMA, right? So uh, there's, there's so much out there available for you to help, help you learn and help you start understanding the data. Uh, I think that's important. Okay. Thanks for clarifying that. That is that is great advice. So let's give our audience some more advice. Um, at MGMA, one of our slogans, one of our really truly our philosophies is the business of healthcare. So from a bottom line perspective, I know this is a broad question, but what can practices do? Maybe it is just a first step. What can they do today to better that financial situation? Maberly, I'll let you answer this one first. Sure. And we were looking at this question, you know, thinking about (laughs) this in preparation for today. And I said, wow, um, this is kind of, is it the chicken or the egg, right? (laughs) What comes first? So I come from the view that uh, when practices are starting out, or if you're working for a smaller organization, oftentimes you are hyper-focused on, for example, closing month end. And in order to do that activity, you're going to be looking at your data 
through one lens, typically a payment post or a posting date view, right? Mm -hmm. And um, that's great. You need to do that in order to complete that activity at the end of the month. If you want to go a little bit deeper and start to do analysis and understand where your practice sits in general, you know, you'd want to flex those reports and maybe look at them by service date so that um, you can use that data. How are you from a posting date perspective? How are you doing from a service date perspective to drive your goals, which is the perspective that Marvin comes from? So I'll let you share because it was a it was a healthy debate. You know, what comes first? Is it the data or your goals? Right. Yeah, uh, Maberly's absolutely correct. What this was, we I thoroughly enjoyed this this conversation around this too. Uh, I come from the lens of understanding what's the practice's goal, right? Uh, goals can be very different from practice to practice, right? Uh, from a solo practice uh, to multi specialty, multi locations. What are the goals? What's driving that practice? Um, understanding those goals, then, then I think that's where where Maberly's answer comes in as well. They come together hand in hand. Maybe the chicken is holding the egg, uh, <laughs> right? Where where you have to understand those metrics to understand are you on target for your goals? Uh, right. You know, a, a year goal looks very different than, or a six month goal looks very different than a five year. Uh, goal or a 10-year goal, uh, you know, uh, a solo practice, one location, uh, healthy, being healthy in that practice looks, your expectations and what you're looking at looks different than wanting to expand to multi-locations or multi, uh, multi-specialties uh, as well. It's it's understanding those and then and then interpreting the data from from the reports that you're getting of, are you on track on those goals? Do you need to make any adjustments uh, in your workflows, in your practice, in expectations maybe? Uh, those those are all important. I love that. That was a great image of the chicken holding the egg. So <laughs> I got a good laugh out of that. So thank you for that, Marvin. Um, we're going to stay with you for our final question. Um, I want to kind of return to that topic that uh, Maberly shared with the MGMA audience in Boston, and that was about financial integrity. We've talked about KPIs. We've talked about bottom line. We've uh, looked at wins and losses, but now let's get to that financial integrity um, and talk about the role that it truly can play uh, in a successful medical practice. So Marvin, let's let you have the final word on that one. Yeah, the importance for me of, again, earlier, uh, I referred to them as the trifecta of the three key performance indicators, right? Um, but really understanding those and taking it even deeper uh, when you are looking at your denials, uh, you know, people focus on let's resolve these denials. And and that's fantastic, right? Uh, you, you resolve them. Uh, resubmit corrected claims uh, so that you get payment on those. But I think a piece that needs to be focused on as well is how do you prevent those denials from occurring? 
right? So you can fix you can fix a denial. You can have the knowledge you need to fix those denials. But what what really drives a healthier organization is taking that a step further and saying, okay, we see these denials repeatedly. How are we going to prevent them from happening? Right, so that you aren't just spinning your wheels uh, in in your AR team, where where you can be focused on more meaningful work that brings more return of investment uh, for your practice. So uh, preventing denials from occurring uh, is is key to a healthier organization. Okay. Maberly, you had an entire presentation on financial integrity in Boston, but now you're distilling it just for one uh, kind of an overview of it. Uh, what do you want to share with our audience about financial integrity? So I think that when a practice uh, is ready to begin their financial integrity journey, the most important piece here is you need to look at your practice holistically. So having that 360 degree view of what is happening inside of your organization and then pulling in those stakeholders from different departments so that you've got a cross-functional team that can help you develop a system of checks and balances and then performance goals to get you moving forward is really where you need to start and focus when you're developing that integrity plan. Okay. Well, that is great. Well, Maberly and Marvin, I want to thank you so much for joining uh, the MGMA podcast. It's been great hearing your thoughts on financial integrity, revenue cycle, wins, losses, KPIs, everything else that you shared today. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having us. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the MGMA Business Solutions Podcast. Thanks to our guests, Maberly Brown, Senior Revenue Cycle Consultant, and Marvin Lutz, Senior Director, Revenue Advisory Services, both of Greenway Health. Also, thanks to our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by MGMA Events. The Medical Practice Excellence Financial and Operations Conference 2023 will be held in Orlando, Florida, March 19th through the 21st. During our premier spring event, attendees will gain key insights from both disciplines and learn about topics that shape the future success of medical practice organizations. Go to mgma.com MPE23 to learn more and to register today. The latest value-based care report from Humana outlines many interesting findings and highlights how some physician practices found creative paths to success. Check it out now at humana.com slash VBC. If you like the work we're doing, please consider becoming an MGMA member Learn more at mgma.com slash membership.